Welcome to the God-Centered Concept. I am your host, T.S. Wright. Episode 14, Establish a Culture of Training. So if I was to ask you, what does a culture of training look like? How would you describe that? How important do you think it is to train to get yourself physically in shape for something that you're going to do that's going to require a lot of physical exhaustion? Do you think you need to train for that? Well, how about spiritually? Do you think that you're going to come up against things in your life that are going to require you to be able to hang on to God because there's not going to be anything else for you to hang on to? And God's going to put you in situations where you can only get through it by completely relying on him. Do you think that's going to happen? For some of you, that probably already has happened. I want you to think about this. Do you have a culture of training for your individual self? How about in your community groups or church groups or wherever you are? It could be at your workplace. It could be a men's or women's Bible study or a group Bible study. Do you have that ideal of a culture of training? Do you understand that everything has a culture? And is training a part of that? So it's a question that I ask because I think so often when it comes to spiritual things, we just think it automatically happens. You see, we think when we receive Christ, we've embraced salvation, and we also get the power of the Holy Spirit, that we think it's just automatic. It's not automatic. As a matter of fact, if you're truly open to the Spirit, He's going to require you to start digging in. He's also going to give you a hunger to do it. That's really how you know if you truly receive Christ. Praying a prayer and feeling some kind of a little bit of a spiritual relief or release or whatever and just having an emotional experience is not all of this. What happens so often is that we receive Christ, but then there's no culture of training to really help that person develop in the faith. And the thing is, one thing that I can always tell in people is what level of hunger do they have to pursue God? And one of the main characteristics is having this unquenchable thirst for God's word and to want to connect with him. That's how I can tell. That's what I use as the barometer. And a matter of fact, it is the barometer. And to say anything else is the barometer is not accurate. I don't say that a lot, but I am putting a line in the sand here, we have to understand that knowing Christ leads to a deeper hunger for him. Matter of fact, if we dial this thing back to some past episodes and we look at Revelation chapter 3, which I believe really lays this out, and we're reading uh, verse 19, after we've went through a process or started a process of understanding truth and putting on purity and and being able to see God, then we're open to his rebuke and him structuring us. When that happens, as we have not only received Christ, but we start walking in it and we start doing it the way that he calls us to, there's going to develop in you a hunger. Let me tell you this, and let me say it this way, in the same way with physical training, when I've had players that I've coached in basketball, softball, tennis, and it works in other things as well, whether it's a business or whatever, it can work in relationships. The more you are invested, hopefully the more your hunger grows. 
I'm going to use the late Kobe Bryant as an example of that. This guy, he wanted it. He had a hunger to get better and better and better. I was interestingly listening to an interview between him and Shaquille O'Neal to listen to those guys talk. But you could always sense from Shaquille O'Neal in his expression about Kobe this hunger that he had to just improve all the time. And it was nonstop. They could have just won the world championship. A week later, he's ready to work out already. He's not going on these elaborate vacations and taking the summer off. What he's focused on is he's focused on getting better. He doesn't think he's good enough. He has that mindset that it doesn't matter where I'm at right now. If I don't keep working, I'm going to get passed up. And I have to be prepared. I have to be prepared for tougher. I have to be prepared for more. Well, I'm going to ask you this question. Don't you think that's going to happen in your spiritual walk? Because the closer you get to God, the more you learn, the more that comes to you, I promise you, the more you're going to be attacked by the enemy. That is just a natural part of it. It just, it comes with it because the enemy's trying to knock you down. The closer you get to God and the more connected you get to him, the more he has to do to knock you down. You have to remember that. You have to understand that. You have to process that, but you also have to embrace it. You have to embrace the war, which is what I'm going to dive into right now, the war. I already discussed this in other episodes, but we have to know that there is a war waging all the time. This war is never going to stop while you're alive, not while you're in the flesh. Okay, This war is going to continue on and on and on. And the closer you get to God, the harder those battles are going to become. So let me ask you a question. Are you prepared for that? Have you prepared yourself for that? Are you open enough to the Holy Spirit to let him train you? Are you willing to take the total rebuke of God? Because when he's rebuking you, what he's doing is he's showing you what he needs to correct in you. He's not showing it to you to make you feel bad. That's not his purpose. His purpose is to transform you. You know, we need a spiritual two by four, all of us from time to time. And then we need a restructuring. That's training. But you have to spend time with it and you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. So let's get into this right now. The first aspect of this is you've got to adopt a mindset of number one, that God is the owner and the king and he's your trainer. Basically, he's given you the Holy Spirit to train you. So we'll say the Holy Spirit's the trainer, but it's through God. And since God is king and God is owner, we have to submit to that. We also need to have a true fear of the Lord, which we're going to get into here in the next couple of episodes. We're going to, we're going to talk about that in the next episode. We're going to get into understanding the fear of the Lord because that's such an important aspect of this. And that he's the owner, he is the king, and we are his subjects. We need to have a real fear of God, not one that freezes us up, but actually... And what I mean by freezing us up is that it makes us just stop and we're all nervous about everything. That's not the type of fear we need to have. But what it does is it actually leads to spiritual freedom. But in turn, that should also be developing a hunger in you. We're going to say we've got God as the owner. He's our king. And then we have to have this fear of the Lord. And it needs to be a strong fear of the Lord. And then we need to be the type of Christians that we want the total truth. And we want it all the time. We are never going to ever think of ourselves as good enough. And here's what I mean by that. That does not mean that I don't embrace the, uh, my identity in Christ. Okay, we do that. All right, we embrace our identity in Christ. But what we realize is that while we're here on earth, we need to allow God 
to transform us all the time. And that's going to be a kind of a roller coaster. You never, you know, you're not going to do that. It's not a straight line. Life is not this straight, consistent line. Think of a line of a heartbeat. Look at a regular heartbeat line. That's what your spiritual walk is going to look like. That's what your spiritual training is going to look like. That's what your relationship is going to look like. There's going to be times you need to retreat. If you're in war, you fight, you press, you press the fight, you win the battle. But then there's also a pulling off of the line and retreating. There's these periods of intense fighting. There's these periods of intense training. There's these periods of resting. That's part of your training. And it's learning how to rest in God. The next part of this is once we have embraced the fear of the Lord, part of what we have to learn, and when I when people talk about the identity, I think so much, so often, all we talk about is these blessings that we're supposed to be getting from God. It's all about blessings. It's all about receiving blessings. I'm going to tell you to don't worry about the blessings. Part of the training is embracing who God is and understanding what he's done inside you. That's going to eventually become your identity. We can sit here and say we have this identity and all this, but you've got to train yourself so you can live that identity. You don't want to just say that it's there. You want to live it. The training part is that, but always in our mind to truly train and to truly get this, you sort of have to think that you're going to try to achieve perfection, but knowing in the back of your mind, you're not going to attain it. You're never going to be totally satisfied with your relationship with God. I'm going to be content with whatever I have here on earth. I don't want that to encapsulate me. I don't want what's here on earth to be what I chase after. That's what contentment is, is not worrying about chasing the things of this world. The only thing you chase in this world is what God tells you to chase, and you leave everything else alone. When you chase things that God doesn't want you to chase, it's not going to turn out good, and it's also going to set you back. Sometimes God's going to have you chase after things that aren't going to be worldly successful, but he's training you, and that's okay. That part's fine. It's when you chase after the things God doesn't want you to chase after, that's when you take the steps back and you get and your connection with God deteriorates. You'll know that because you'll start losing your peace with him. I've had God rebuke me in ways that are, are quite frankly harsh spiritually, but there was always a sense of peace that was there. There was always a sense that this is going somewhere. You'll know. And as you get closer to God, you'll know. You, you will completely know. You'll know when it's him and you'll know when you're walking away from it and you're being led away from it. You'll learn to distinguish that. But a part of that is training and experience. Training brings experience. Training also brings preparation. We've got to establish this culture of training. So we've got God as the owner. We've, we've learned this fear of the Lord. And then we start this process of training. And there's going to be all these pieces to this. We have to embrace that. And we also have to embrace that at the end of every training comes the testing. There's going to be a period of testing. And that's important because it's just like in school. When we learn stuff, at some point, we've got to test to see how well we've done with the information that we've learned. And then that way, if we need to, we can go back and we need to relearn certain parts. And our training, it's our training and that training and testing pattern is nonstop. You know, and then once you've got once you've reached a certain plateau, then there needs to be a little period of rest, and then we need to go forward again. We don't want to rest on our laurels. We don't want to kick back all the time and just be comfortable. We've got to have a frame of mind that we are comfortable with being uncomfortable. See, when we embrace that, we embrace that God's the owner, you don't need as much rest. You really don't. You don't need to slow down or stop. You won't run out of energy. The Spirit will provide you the energy and the strength that you need every time. 
It's when you're so attached to things of this world, that's what wears you down. The world is what will wear you down because you're too focused in the flesh. I've seen people do the most godly things over and over and over, but they get worn out. And that's because in their mind, they're thinking about fleshly things. I visited with a couple people that that happened to, and it was funny how they said the, my problem was that I was too focused on fleshly things. I was chasing after fleshly things. And it led them into, I'll just be honest with you, it led them into bad relationships that ended up in divorces or horrible breakups and doing things the way they shouldn't have been doing them. Or it led them into areas of their careers that really God didn't want them in and they turned out to be flops and it was huge step backs and they had to really refocus their relationship on the Lord to get it all back. Okay, and, and we all probably can know examples of that and we've probably all done that on some level at some point in our life. We need to learn from that. You, you actually turn that in as part of your training too. What not to do? What I'm saying to you here is this, is you've got to establish a culture and then you've got to establish a process of training and you need to let God guide you in that. And everybody, not everybody's going to look exactly the same, but I'm going to tell you the amount of time you're spending with him is going to make all the difference. It is because the more time you spend with him, the stronger this is going to get. You know, one thing the Bible tells us to do is to pray without ceasing. That means you're praying all the time. You're always praying. The end result of this is just like it says in Psalm 34, taste and see how good God is. And I'm just paraphrasing that uh, that particular passage. But we want to taste and see how good God is. We really do. And we will as we train and as we grow with him and as we get closer to him and we, we grow in that intimacy with the Lord, it will come back to you. I promise you. Here's the thing. I also want you to adopt this as part of your mindset. Do not worry about blessing. You're like, what? Because everybody talks about God blessing you and these blessings and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you to just don't even worry about that. Don't worry about blessing. Don't worry about receiving good things. Don't worry about receiving bad things. Don't focus on the result at all. You just focus on connecting with God, being intimate with him, and growing closer to that, and simply being obedient. God will take care of everything else. When you start worrying about the blessing, you will start worshiping the blessing. I guarantee it. I know I've done it. I've done that before. And I can promise you, you probably, if you stop and think about it, you've done the same thing. Sometimes we get going with God and everything's going good and everything's flowing. And then we start, good things start coming to us. And man, we start focusing on that rather than the source of where it's coming from. One of the things about miracles, interestingly enough, I'll... You know, people being healed and all those things is sometimes we get so focused on the healing and so focused on the miracle that we forget where that source is. All those things that God blesses you with, especially here on earth, even the miracle, even if you're healed from something miraculously, you know, say you had cancer stage four and God just miraculously healed you and it went away. You, you don't want to worship that. You worship the one who did it for you because that's going to go away. Eventually, we're all going to pass away anyway. But guess what? God's not going to change. He's eternal. We're going to be connected to him forever. And the fruits of those that relationship and the strength of that relationship beyond this life is going to go according to what how we did what we did here. You know, are you completely surrendered to him? Do you completely trust him in every aspect of your life? Have you given up full control, that full control center and put him completely on the throne? Because that needs to be part of this training is that every step in the in the training, whether even in the resting phases, is all about putting him on the throne. See, God wants the glory. 
and we need to be glorifying him. We were created, it says in the book of Colossians, we were created by God and for God. We're created here to glorify him. I mean, think about this. Two people get married and they're all focused on their own things and doing their things and about how much fun they're having and their relationship. But let me ask you a question. If the two is actually supposed to be one and you truly want it to be a marriage in God's eyes, that marriage should be glorifying him. Are you doing God's purposes? Is that one entity totally focused on glorifying God and not worrying about itself? In some cases, I will tell you, and I'm not going to say every case, but maybe you guys need to focus less on your marriage and more on God, and he'll take care of the marriage part. All right, and I just use an example. Same thing. you got a business you're running. You've got, it doesn't matter. It could be any relationship. It could be anything in your life. Okay, and this pertains to everything. Where's the focus? Is that focus on glorifying God? And is God calling you to this? I mean, that's a question. You know, we go back to covenant. Well, you have a covenant relationship with him. He's the most important covenant relationship you have because that one's eternal. All these things here on earth, they're temporary. And we need to have that view of things. That's why we can't be worshiping the blessing. When God blesses you, don't worship the blessing. Receive it. Thank him. Use it the way he asks. Here's the easiest way to take a blessing. Lord, you've given me this blessing. What do you want me to do with it? You want me just in turn give it back to you and not even worry about it? We go to heaven. He gives us our crown of righteousness. Do we just take our crown of righteousness, lay it at his feet, and continue to bow and worship him? Think about that. Think about what are you doing with your blessing when God gives it to you. That's part of your training. You know, God may give you something just to see what you will do with it. He's testing you. And the thing is, is that blessing is neutral in many ways. It can turn into, number one, it can turn into a great thing that glorifies God. Or number two, it can actually turn into a temptation. I heard a guy say one time, he goes, when God goes a blessing, the devil goes a messing. I mean, you need to know that. And you need to remember when God gives you a blessing, Satan can come right behind it and try to turn that thing inside out. Blessing actually turns into a temptation and eventually leads you away from God. Satan is not about, I'm going to just say this, he's not about bad morals. Everybody thinks it's all about bad morals and we think of him with these horns and being this beast. And yeah, he is, but that's not how he's going to approach you. He's going to approach you as an angel of light. He's going to make it look good. He isn't there to create bad morals. He's there to keep to try to separate you from God and God's will. That's what he's there. If he can get you away from God's will, God's word, and he can inch you away from that, he can introduce a little bit, a lot of truth and just a little bit of a not truth, that's what he'll do. Anything that separates you from God and your connection to God, you need to take a look at. I'm not saying you need to get rid of it, but it just may mean you need to make some changes in it. Okay, so whatever that is, is it leading you to God's will? Is it leading you in God's purpose? Is it leading you to connect more deeply and richly with him? See, God is wanting that depth of connection. I've given you some food for thought today, and I've listed some good Bible passages for you to read. What we're going to do in the next episode is now we're going to actually start on the process of training. I'm going to give you a process of training. Now that we've, in these last two episodes, we've given you some just a lot of pieces, kind of giving you the big overview. There were some other things I wanted to cover here in this particular episode before I jump in the process. I was going to jump in it here, but I didn't totally because I want you now to have all the pieces up front. You've got to have the equipment. you got to have everything set up. If you're going to go physical training, you've got to have the weight room set up. we got to get the field set up. we got to get where you're going to do your running, where you're going to do this, where you're going to do that, your nutrition. All those pieces have to be set up. So in the next episode, we're actually going to start now with the process. 
and your focus is to focus strictly on this process. Do not worry about blessing out of this. Let God give you the blessing as he chooses to. Remember, your life doesn't belong to you anyway. So if you don't claim ownership over it and you give him the ownership, you won't worry about the blessing. That's part of that. You just give it up. You know what? I'm not going to worry about blessing. If I get it, I'm going to give it back to him anyway. Because it all belongs to him in the end, doesn't it? It all belongs to him. I mean, every time we, we finish an episode, I have something I say, listen to that today and remember that should be the focus of our heart. Until next time, go forth in total surrender to the one who owns and reigns in all of creation.